Well, welcome everyone to part two of the This Club Is My Club FC Live season review for the 2022-23 season. And joining me here for a look back <coughs> at the second half of the season now, it's a welcome back to Woodso. Hello, Woodso. Hello, hello. Stato Paul is here. Hello, Paul. Hello. And FC Live's lead commentator, James Quinn, joins us too. Hello, James. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Right, so if memory serves, it was a couple of weeks ago since we did part one, but we we ended part one on a high, the mid-season friendly against uh, Bolton Wanderers and a fantastic goal from Joe Rodwell Grant. And we took that form into our next game, the Boxing Day Clash against Ashton United and a very satisfactory 4-0 win for FC. Donoghue thrusting forward. Into the box now, Gribbin into the box, right footed shot! And there is that fourth goal. Lovely work from Donahue driving through and great composure from what we regarded as weaker foot, but you would have known it from that finish. Callum Gribbin strokes it to the keeper's right. It's FC United 4, Aston United 0. We uh, took advantage of Ashton. They were in a bit of disarray. Regan Linney was leading the line and carving out chances for himself and others. And it was a very polished performance. But, Woodzo, and I hate to bring this up, uh, inconsistency started to arise because at that point we we were on a bit of a high. Then we headed off to Stainton Park and the inevitable defeat at Radcliffe. There goes the final whistle and Radcliffe win 1-0. A desperately disappointing afternoon for FC United of Manchester. A goal in the fifth minute by uh, Rick Smith separated the sides. Both sides had further chances. FC had some really guilt-edged opportunities that they just couldn't take. It's one of them away games that you don't always look forward to going to for varying reasons. You get the impression sometimes the players might think the same. And, uh, you know, I wish we could go on a... Maybe it's a weather thing, because I seem to think that we do all right if we get there on the August bank holiday, but if we go, go over Christmas when it's a bit wet and windy and the pitch is a bit uh, warm, we don't, we, we don't seem to do as well. So a disappointing result there against Radcliffe, but after this game, we had, well, back-to-back brilliant matches, starting off with Whitby Town at Broaddoes Park. Well, this is a real opportunity now for Ennis to level things up from the spot. And FC have looked better as the game has gone on. Can they finally get dividends? Yes, 1-1. No nonsense to the keeper's right. And Bland with no chance. He didn't actually dive either way in the end. But that was a good penalty. Really firmly struck. And FC, just about good value for an equaliser, Paul. Yeah, I think we've had the better of the second half so far. We've looked the more dangerous side. Um, We've threatened a goal for a good five, ten minutes. And uh, at last it's come. Well, the change is um, certainly effective there with Ennis coming on. And top penalty taker, of course. But here comes Dykesteel over halfway looking to... Provide an immediate repost here for Whitby. And here comes Fuster. Oh dear, oh dear, it's 2-1 to Whitby. And FC United, having got level, just cut through there. Dyke Steel was able to go through the centre of the midfield and just strokes it forward. Fuster with his fourth goal against FC, his fifth of the season, now becomes their top scorer. And FC United, well, one step forward, two steps back. Well, they, they really did switch off after the, after the goal there. They were all over the shop at the back. 
You just can't afford players like Fuse to running into through balls like that on his own. Well, Armstrong. Let's see, you've got to do it all over again. Potts. He's got to put it behind them. Gribbin out to the right flank. Down on the right flank now, Ennis. Ennis, cross ball comes across. Falls for Linney. Linney has gone in. A deflection. It's all happening. It's 2 2. Regan Linney with the shot. The other thing we have to say about the Whitby game, uh, James, was Adam Dodd making a return. What what a remarkable comeback for Adam Dodd. Yeah, it was uh, it was so wonderful to see him. There was some talk whether he'd play it again at all. And he came out and did uh, you know, a perfectly good job on that occasion. Um, came on as a sub, 20 minutes to go. And it was his 100th appearance as well, as it happened, wasn't it, for FC? And um, he looked uh, he looked okay, feeling his way back in. Um, it was just a, a massive lift for the club and, and most of all for Adam Dodd and for everyone to see Adam back playing on the football field. And a final substitution. It's Adam Dodd comes on for Jan Palinkas. Jan Palinkas has uh, been recovering from uh, injury. And what a cheer this will get. We've got well, we've got uh, six substitutions on now. We've got just over 20 minutes to go for a grandstand finish. Seven months since Adam Dodd ran onto a pitch. That entertaining game against Whitbear, I mean, five stars in, in the non-league paper uh, for, for that game. Five stars certainly for the next game. And one of the all-time classics, I've got to suggest, of FC United. FC United 4, Hyde United Four. Out to the right flank now, Wallerton. Overlap with uh, Ennis. Wallerton brings it in field. Low ball in Linney turning. Oh, he gets off balance. Linney. Linney getting a bit of a show. Still on it, Linney. Linney. Low cross. Yes! It's 4 all. It's 4 all. Dyer, I think. And Dyer. Oh, there's a substitute. When FC were in dire need, he provides the equaliser. What? A game of football. And full marks to Regan Linney. He was off balance. He seemed to get the odd shove there. And he put in a perfect low cross. And the man who was there was Dyer. But Josiah Dyer makes it 4-4. And we've got 10 minutes to go. We're back in the goals here. And here come Hyde again. And both these sides are going to look for a winner. Forgive me if I'm momentarily speechless. Now, James, uh, I've had to edit that down, but when we do the highlights, I, I think I include the last 10 minutes of that game. It's just a thrilling game, an absolute classic game, that one between those two teams. One of the best games of football I've ever seen. Russ, of course, scored for Hyde um, early on. Then FC went 3-1 ahead, a couple of penalties from Ennis and... Uh, Looked to be well on the way, but then uh, basically Hyde clawed the way back into it, got back to three all. Russ scored again, and then uh, but Dyer uh, got one ten minutes from the end, and then it was just gung ho both sides. Last ten minutes, just I'm not surprised you didn't need to edit it down because it just. I remember I probably needed some lozenges by the end <laughs> of it, particularly at the very end when Linney ran the length of the field. <laughs> I thought he was going to. Uh, actually score this extraordinary winner. And I tell you, I barely can bear to watch this. It's four all. We're after added time. And they have a long throw for the right-hand side. FC to try and keep this out. The throw comes in. 
near post. It's nodded out. And then it's played out. And Linny now bringing it away. Linny driving on. Linny. Linny trying to go all the way to the left flank. He's got red shirts inside him. Linny still has it. It goes out for a throw in. And surely the referee will blow now. Will he? Last chance. He hasn't won. FC have got to take this quickly. It's Dyer. It's left flank now. It's to the byline. And it's gone out for a goal kick. And forgive my, forgive the decibels. It's all over. And a draw is surely a fair result. And I remember at the end, the manager, Neil Reynolds, did predict that both sides would get into the playoffs. Um, of course, in the end, it's wrong about both of them. But um, on that showing, um, there's a lot of quality there. Frailties too, but uh, it really was extraordinary. It was the way both teams went at it to win the game right to the death. But of course, you got your eight goals as well. So fantastic afternoon. Back-to-back entertaining games there. Stark contrast to the Radcliffe away game. And then uh, we go to Nantwich. And ordinarily, Nantwich is all, always a, a close run thing. And, well, I suppose it was in a lot of ways. But then again, it just felt like a very professional away performance. Had two goals from Regan Linney. Let's say one of them was uh, fortunate. The other one, not so fortunate at all. Eight and a half minutes of the five added minutes. Lavacom clears. Referee does not blow his whistle. Linney. Linney's not giving this Linney's, up. Linney. Linney into the box. Linney. Near post. Oh. He scores. Would you believe it? Linney with a brace. And FC United win by two goals to nil. That Regan Linney-esque goal right at the end there to, to seal that win at Nantwich. That was his last goal for FC United. And on what a way to, to sign off, really, with that goal there to win that game. Yeah, we didn't know, obviously, at the time it was going to be his last goal for the club. Normally, we do well at Nantwich. It's another ground that we seem to play well at and we're comfortable at. And it showed. And we kept them very much at arm's length that evening, I think. Um, and it, I mean, it'll be sad not to go to Nantwich now they've gone down. Yeah, Linney's last game was against Warrington Town, obviously, and we'll cover that game off in a second. But seventh all-time top goal scorer for FC United, 61 goals, 25 of them scored this season, 20 scored last season. And the crucial change is, and it's something that we've always said about Regan Linney, last season, 15 yellow cards, this past season, four. And I think that's that gives you an indication just how focused he was, James, and very much deserved his, his move uh, into professional football at Altrincham. He did, and um, it, it's interesting that... Uh... You know, you can never bet against him. That going back to the Whitby game briefly is that if you watch the highlights, it's a very frustrating um, game that for Linny, and he wasn't at his best, and he missed some chances. But nevertheless, he was there to get the second goal. Um, so even on a day when he he wasn't at his top form, you, you can always almost rely on him to to find a way of scoring. Let's go to Warrington Town then. Um, on paper. A one-all draw is a good result there against Warrington Town, a team who ultimately finished second in the league and got promoted via the playoffs. But um, there's more to this game, really, when you dig a bit deeper. There goes the full-time whistle. Well, it's 1-1. It's a great contest. So many talking points. FC took the lead in the first half. Dante Gavin on with a brilliant volley on the turn. FC... Did well, but a little bit of carelessness, loss of possession. 
led to a, a penalty being conceded. And then both sides having chances, both sides showing vulnerability. But I would suggest, Roy Sewell, that a point each is just about right. I would absolutely agree with you. I think uh, it's one of the most entertaining games I've seen for a long while, considering it was a draw. Uh, both teams had the opportunity to actually maybe increase their uh, single-goal uh, efforts, but um, it was competitive. Uh, there was a lot of fight, a lot of commitment, a lot of heart, and uh, it was an entertaining game from start to finish. Obviously, we have to talk about Callum Gribbin when we talk about the Warrington Town game. Also, uh, as we touched upon before, Paul, um, Regan Linney's last game, uh, and this was during the period of time as well where some of the low knee players got returned. Uh, Armstrong was was a big miss at this point. It was just all happening all at once, really, for FC United. Yeah, uh, the, the next game at Matlock, I think Linney left us on the Friday, the day before, officially, and it was a kind of, what's life going to be like without him? And Obviously, we didn't score. I remember Lavacom had an outstanding game at Matlock and he made an absolutely terrific save in the second half to keep it to 1-0. Cross coming in. Great-looking cross. Important header there. Chance for Johnson. Shoots! Great save, Lavacom. It's bobbling around. And Lavacom with superb goalkeeping. A brilliant save with his hand. And then the very close quarters had to dive down so bravely. And uh, Lavacom making an early pitch for man of the match. We huffed and puffed a bit, but just didn't score. We we went to Causeway Lane and came away with nothing. But the next game, guys lay at home at Broaders Park, and this saw the arrival of Matt Van Wyk. Not a bad ball comes across. Who's got the end of it? Oh, my word! It's back on this right-hand side. And he must have deflected again. There's an opportunity towards the back post. It's in. Oh, 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 oh. Well, there you go. There you go. The first... The first header was goal-bound. It deflected wide right. And then all of a sudden, the ball's at the back post. Talk about a sucker punch, Swampy. Was it Van Wyk? He's the it, last... I think it was. If it was Van Wyk, well, he's a hero. And you, don't you think it's remarkable that we've found two players this season who they've both had impacts in different ways? I mean, Guy Hall, 13 starts from Geisler all the way to the end of the season. Guy Hall and, and Van Wyk both came from forward amateurs. Um, Absolutely, it's quite Absolutely. remarkable, isn't it, to find two gems like that? Yeah, I mean, we commentated on that game, uh, the first preseason game, and I wouldn't have said that from our point of view, his name was familiar. He stood out particularly in that game. But obviously, Neil saw something because the next time we played in preseason, he was wearing a red shirt. And absolutely, you know, and you know, Van White did well for a couple of pre-seasons ago. It just didn't happen for him at that particular time. He's gone back and played a bit more football and bulked up a little bit and whatnot. And, you know, I think certainly when he first signed, he, you know, he made an impact this game and a few others. So he's trying to win this ball. Well done, Donahue. Can he find Van White with the right ball? Van White edge of the box, Van White. Onto his left foot. Magnificent finish. Magnificent finish, Van White. Great through ball from Donahue. And Van White, really composed, waited for the ball to slow down to the right pace and a left-footed finish to the keeper's right. A moment ago, Paul was talking about the fact that no FC shots have been on target out of the five they had. This time, FC United hitting the target and hitting the back of the net. Heading into Lancaster, FC United, I think, Paul, were fifth in the lead table or, or there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, then we hit this bump in the road 
where we, if you if discount the Kuenka game, we go six games without a win. And at the end of that, we're down to 10th. So when we look back at where we kind of have regrets, it is during this period, isn't it? And, you know, the Lancaster game, admittedly we were missing players, but so were Lancaster, weren't they? It was a dreadful game. But then again, we always seem to have dreadful games at Lancaster and we still have one there. Well, what was it about this period? Because it wasn't just Lancaster. There was the nil-nil with Warrington Rylands. I, I think Liversidge, we can put in its own little bucket because I think everyone knows what went wrong in that game <laughs> in the first half. Um, but And Atherton calls away. Wow, what a game. This period of time, it just... <laughs> oh, if, if we just had a couple of better moments during this period, it might have been a better season. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a grim period. I mean, yes, Paul's absolutely right with the Lancaster game. It, it, it wasn't a great performance. Although, I do recall, particularly the first half, you know, we were head and shoulders above them, but absolutely toothless. And do you think, Woodsor, that, that that's that was what this was? This was the, yeah. the, the post-Linny area where we were, were trying to find our feet, really? Yeah, I think it was that. I mean, like like I say, Lancaster, we, we were on their box first half. We'd been playing now still. Months later, we, we, it would still have been nil next to season. I mean, Ryland's away is a funny game. There's not many games, where, especially away from home, where we can actually say the, the home team haven't had a shot on target and they didn't have a shot on target. I don't think we... I think we had one. There was one in the first half of the keeper beat him. And then, obviously, we had the, the phantom goal. Mm. You know, the, the, you know, when you watch your back on video, no, there's literally nothing wrong with it. Oh, what mistake, surely. What did... What did Van White do there? He didn't do anything, but he's been penalised. That's a well. That is, a, I have to say, an outrageous decision. The keeper just pulling lost control. The referee is not interested. He's walking away. The first thing I did was look at the linesman. The linesman did not flagging. Not flag. And the referee cannot be looking at that incident. That Fuller. Is a, I have to say that is a scandalous I decision. Think, I think that was an interpretation of how did the goalkeeper lose the ball? Well, he, oh, he must have been fouled. He lost it by just. Not concentrating. <clears throat> this spell proved it in terms of Lancaster tolls and probably Rylands if it had happened in that game. In those type of games, we if we go one goal down, in my opinion, more times than not, not every time, we may as well just pack up and go, oh, that's the end of the game. That, though, takes us to South Shields and what a game. <laughs> what an away performance this was. And... Uh, I think I'm right in saying, I, I think that this was the vibe at the time, uh, completely out of out of left field, this one. Like the Hyde game, uh, another classic. Griffiths there, a nice flick on Sangari. Sangari takes it down really well, driving towards the penalty area. The ball breaks, it nearly finds Griffiths. The clearance finds Ennis, though. Ennis, is he lining up a shot? No, opts for the pass. Ennis still following things up. Ennis into the penalty area. Now he shoots, and now he scores! Charlie Ennis! To the goalkeeper's right, into the bottom corner, and a minute into the second half, FC United have got an equaliser, and that was all about Charlie Ennis and the word persistence, Paul. Well, Ennis drove forward, lost lost the ball on the edge of the box, got it back, and there was a, a Shields player in front of him, who was a Shield, basically, and Boney didn't really see the shot until it was too late, and it flashed into the corner, and a terrific start to the second half. Charlie Ennis puts the ball down on the surface for this corner which is going to get swung in on his right foot and it's in it comes towards the near post there's Potts Potts scores on oh. the near post into the far corner and FC United have come from a goal down 
scoring two goals in this second half, Paul, and this game, it's all changed. Well, we were just talking about Potts, and there he was on the corner. I mean, I've never seen him score with a header, that must be a first. A superb run towards the near post there to win that header. It wasn't quite Roy Keane in Turin, but... But it... we did mention during, <laughs> earlier in the game about the corners and how we've improved on, on delivery. Definitely. And that one was bang on the money. I think that was one of the best performances under Neil Reynolds of FC United. Oh, seem, that, that was brilliant. I seem to remember saying, I, I think they scored first. I seem to remember saying at half-time that it was going to be a repeat of the previous season when we went there, where they scored first and then took the foot off the gas and didn't go, didn't nail us when they had the chance. And it came back to bite them yet again. And in the second half, we took over the whole show. That, the point I made about us going to go down and not looking like we could ever get back into it, that game is the complete opposite of that. And because they're a football inside, and you'll get chances, then they're not as probably, oh, they won the league by, uh, you know, quite simply and quite easily in the end. But they're not a big, solid unit like your Lancasters, like your Coles, like whoever. And even going to goal during that game didn't stop. You know, we, we, we were still playing around them. What's they let that, us play football. And what, so how much of that was to do with the fact, I mean, when you look at the people who scored in that game, Ennis... He ended up picking up the manager's player of the season and then Potts. And I know someone said on the forum, oh, it's just a run-of-the-mill header. It really isn't. Watch his movement back. It's it's a brilliant goal and well-worked. And both Ennis and Potts knew what they were doing. But you've got in that team Charlie Ennis. You've got Adam Dodd, who had a brilliant game at centre-back as well. You've got Vincent. You've got Griffiths. Yeah, Potts came on as a substitute. But you've got that experience, and that also helps, I think, in that game. Absolutely right, yeah. Players of this level and above that we've got in the squad, we, you need them to step up and, and take charge and take responsibility and guide the younger players through. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, and we, you know, and scoring from a corner is something that we don't tend to ever do. And like you, you're absolutely right. And you, you look at that goal, and yeah, it's a header, yeah, it's a, it is a run-of-the-mill header, but it's not a run-of-the-mill, you know, it, it's a great move. It, the, the space he found from the edge of the box to get in front and guide it in, you know, it's not an easy header. It's uh, not an easy goal, should I say, because of the run of the header, yeah, you expect to get on target. It was just all an all-round fantastic performance, and even towards the end when they were sort of getting back into it, Dan made a very, very late save. But taking that out of the equation... I never felt we were in danger of, 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 of not winning that game when we went 2-1 up. It was just really, really strong performance from from back to front. However, <laughs> there's always there's always a however. There's always a however. There is, there's there always is. a however. And that however is Marine against FC United. Seconds to go. And there he does. Thank you. So, comfortable victory for the home side and a deserved one. Impressive display from Marine, some decent football from FC at times here, but just uh, without the uh, ingenuity and the, uh, the cutting edge to uh, really test Marine. But to uh, remember FC, a bit of a threadbare lineup, players missing through a flu bug, in injury suspension, and so on, and, uh, and others on the field not at 100%. So uh, FC not expected to uh, come away with the result and not surprisingly perhaps losing losing by three goals to nil I mean we're a bit short heading up to South Shields but we were just hit by this bug 
that went through the dressing room and, you know, it affects players like Dan Lavercombe. And, and we have to say, you know, Willem went in goal um, and he had a good game in goal, in all fairness. But we were so short across the the park. It was just very unfortunate. It was. I mean, I think if, if, if somebody asked me for a low point in the season, I, I would say this game. I think partly because... Um, because of the victory at South Shields, that um, hope seemed to be re-established that FC could get right back in the thick of it. And we're just, for a variety of reasons, I mean, it still was still a decent 11 on the field, but of course some of them were not 100% fit by any means. And it was a fairly thin young bench. And I think that, I think at that point, I thought, well, that's that's the end of that then. Simply because FC were dropping too far behind and looked, it looked as though we just didn't have the the forces really, which, uh, as we'll see, it was a kind of a I was premature in that uh, conclusion. I think if that game had happened later in the season, we might have got something out of it because it was one of Max Kane's first games, and he missed a one on one when he when he went through and put it wide at one nil. One all might have been a different game if if that game had come when he started scoring. It just shows the fine margins at every level of football. If, if he puts that away, it's one all, and it could be a different game, you know, irrespective of the illnesses and the injuries and whatnot. And again, uh, ultimately, I mean, everyone thought Marine might get into the playoffs, but they, they fell into the same trap Hyde and Radcliffe fell into at, at the end of the season. It was a very competitive. Uh, run for the playoffs as as it transpired and FC United was still involved in that run um, as we'll come to in a second or two but uh, another low point heading into um, the Cuenca Mestalistas game away from home James and um, there was a concern about injuries and illness and that kind of thing whether we could fit a squad a 5-2 win meant that we topped the group in the Phoenix Trophy and Again, it's it's another Phoenix Trophy fixture. We could throw in the the 12-0 against Cuenca as well as the two Beveren games where we're in a bit of a lull and then the Phoenix Trophy just picks everyone up again. That was a good game out in Valencia. Um, after the 12-0 at uh, Broadhurst Park, FC were 2-1 up, I think, with about midway through the second half. Uh, it was a very competitive game and then there was a... a so- I think FC got a soft penalty and then there was a mistake at the back from... Uh, Quenker and all of a sudden it was all over but they were much more com- and credit to them they were much more competitive so and you're absolutely right that it for everybody everybody going out there the fans it was just a complete change of scene and uh, as happens with the cup runs or whatever can somehow distract from a uh, leaner uh, league um, form but that uh, lean league form soon picked up and uh, we have to talk about Max Kane at this point scored two goals there in Valencia and then he hit a bit of a hot streak, scoring again uh, in the following game, uh, the league game against Mask United, where FC United won by two goals to one. So Mullerton to Hartley, ball towards back post, it's a decent ball, it's an opportunity, it should be a goal, and it is indeed a goal. And that was a ball whipped in, and uh, well, FC United and Manchester find themselves uh, on level terms there. Max Kane, he got up well. And uh, he directed his head of the... I think the goalkeeper got a little bit of a fingertip to it, but uh, it was good pressure there. FC United and Manchester have been working hard in this second half. A lot of youngsters out on that pitch. And uh, I think a deserved equaliser, uh, Paul. It was the first cross that's bisected two defenders. And uh, it was a well-taken header. And the goalkeeper got hands to it, but he couldn't keep it out. Well, can FC United now move on from that? Because uh, 
They have looked the better of the two teams in this second half. Who's going to pick it up? It's FC United's Wollerton. Wollerton coming more and more into this game. Can he get the shot away? Just on the edge of the penalty here. Plays it now to Vincent. Vincent, Vincent, Vincent! Vincent, Vincent, Vincent. Well, what a goal from FC United of Manchester. The ball was played in Wollerton, who's really come into this second half. Played the ball across to James Vincent. And he just glided through the defence. Pass one. Wait for the goalkeeper to make a mistake, and he just slotted it past him. And FC United from 1-0 down to 2-1. Well, he glided into the space there like Veron. Well, at half-time against Mask, we didn't have a shot on target. We were losing 1-0. It looked like Mask was possibly going to do another number on us. And the broader Saturday curse looked alive and well. But in the second half, everything changed. We brought on James Vincent for Potts. And we had a we had a grandstand finish. Kane equalised, and then Vincent scored an incredible winning goal. And it made you wonder if Vincent had played more in the season, what we could have got. I mean, Vincent left after this game, didn't he? He went to Stockport Town, Woodsell. Uh, but Vincent's one of those what could have been that goal was was a finger beauty against Mask to sign off his his stints at the club. Absolutely. I mean, he never started for him, did he? He got injured pre-season. Got injured again, and then he, we didn't see him for a good few months. And he, like you say, he came back and st- we started seeing just little bits of it. Apart from that game when he was put at centre half, which, like you say, like you alluded to earlier on against Liverpool, he didn't work at all. Scores a goal like that, you think, oh, we're up and running. This, this is what he's capable of, and then he goes. And you're absolutely right. What could have been frustrated? But we did mention Paul the hot streak for Max Kane. And uh, that continued with a very good performance away at Morp of Town. And Dodd picks up the ball now. Dodd driving towards the penalty area. Finds Kane. Kane turns. And Kane finishes to the goalkeeper's left. And FC United take the lead here in the second half. Paul, they were knocking on the door there, FC United. Well, that, that, last, that move lasted about four minutes. I and was, eventually we scored. I was thinking with all that pressure, we had to score because... If we didn't, we'd regret it. And uh, Kane turned beautifully there with his back to goal, fired in left-footed into the corner, having been found by Adam Dodd. And uh, it's it's a reward for some rather intense pressure on the on the Morpeth goal. Well, 12 minutes into the second half, and FC United, not too long after the substitutions have been made by FC United, take the lead uh, at Craig Park 1-0 to FC against Morpeth Town at this point did, did we have a little inkling that we might have a little late push here and we've managed to find a striker to replace Regan Linney maybe yeah I think that we were always just like arm's length away from the playoffs as, uh, when we went through the running and we didn't quite get the other results falling the way they could have done for us but at Morpeth uh, the previous season we had no fight at all at Morpeth whereas this season we got the goal and we, we we were the better side, I think, throughout the match. That then takes us to Bamba Bridge and we've been sport this season. <laughs> we mentioned the Whitby game, the Hyde game, the two South Shields games. I'm going to throw in um, the, the Morpeth home game as well. That that was a special night. We've had some great games. This was a belter. Now it's Dawson and he's under pressure. Great work from Griffiths. Now Potts, first time ball. Kane is onside. Kane, the chance he's through. The score! And he does! Max Kane! Superb! Felix Goddard committed himself there. Didn't get to it. Great composure, Kane. He, he, he took it past him. He had two 
players forcing him wide, but he took it wide and then just rolled it in. Great composure, Max Kane, making amends for the penalty miss. 2-1 FC. This really is a game now. It was a great counter-attack there. Sangari in his own half, right-hand side, but it's chipped back towards the danger area by Bamba Bridge and then cleared by Wallerton. Long clearance. No chance for... Dante Gabidon takes it with his head, goes out towards the left flank. Gabidon takes it past his man. He's... Oh, beautiful work. And shoots! Oh, it's Ezra Kane! It's 3-1! It's 3-1! It was a beautiful shot by Gabidon! Which put the underside the bar and Max Kane waiting, nods it in. FC United 3, Bamber Bridge 1. I thought this was one of the best performances of the season. They went ahead early on. FC responded three goals before half-time. Kane got two of them and FC were battering at Bamber Bridge before half-time. Could easily have buried the thing altogether. They pull one back from Sinclair Smith. Um, just before the hour, but FC responded immediately with Donahue and then Griffiths took away a penalty soon after that. So FC didn't have the jitters when um, they came back into a superb performance. And uh, Woodsell mentioned earlier that we don't score that many corners. We do have to mention we did score quite a few corners at this stage of the season. And I think Mike Faulkner got credit for this. Plenty of work went on in the training ground and, you know, it was uh, another corner here, this time being scored by Donahue. Here it comes. Under the, oh, it's a lovely looking ball, and it's Donahue! And it's 4 2. I suppose that's what you call an impact sub. That's a great delivery, it really was. And Donahue ghosted round the back, nobody picked him up. And it's 4 2 FC. Well, you can't call it a dull game. And we also have to add, we saw a special goal, didn't we, by Bevran. Um, that was one of the goals of the season by uh, an opposition team. But here in this Bamba Bridge game, that goal by Marriott, that volley, um, was certainly special, to say the least. Um, but what a game against uh, Bamba Bridge. But Paul, I have to say, the next game against Ashton United, I mentioned earlier about South Shields being, the, I think, the best performance for FC United under Neil Reynolds. But Ashton United away has to be up there as well. We had a corner on Saturday that uh, Gabidon took from FC United's right that Donahue scored from. What can Gabidon do this time? In it comes towards the back post where Jones is. Jones heads the ball in. There's Palenkas into the roof of the net. And FC United, two corners, two goals. Palenkas scoring his second goal of the season. Here's Gabidon now. Gabidon still with the ball into the D. Gabidon goes for goal, hits the post. How many chances, Paul? Have FC United created here? Well, it's not done yet. Here's Kane. Kane. Edge of the penalty area. What a finish from Kane. Scott was getting nowhere near that one. And it's 3-0. I think there was a bit of anger that he'd had three chances before that in this game. and But that time, he got a sight of goal and Scott just didn't see it, did he? Trying to find a player of the match in this game is going to be very, very tricky. Bourne with a throwing down the line. Thompson clears it, gets it to Whitten. Whitten is uh, challenged, but there's bad to low. But there's Donahue again. Donahue winning the ball back. Donahue. Good ball to Sangari, he's in the penalty area, holds it up, Sangari goes for goal, it deflects, Sangari's still not giving this up, Ashton in a hurry to try and clear it, but not fully cleared yet, and now SC United, three players pursuing this ball, and one of them's Hall, Hall crosses this ball in, there's Kane, oh my goodness me, Kane scores, FC United's fourth, what a bank holiday Monday this is turning into, here at Hurst Cross, 
spared with his clearance. Only finds Gabidon. Gabidon beats his man and now he's driving towards the penalty area. Gabidon still with the ball. Gabidon goes for goal. Gabidon hits the post and crosses over the line. And it's 5-0 to SC United. Well, Gabidon deserves a goal. Good stuff from FC United. Again, razor sharp, and this is our record win at Ashton now. I think it was what I remember was the fact that Donahue orchestrated a lot that was good in the game. But it was the young legs of Baru and Gabidon and Kane that ran Ashton ragged. And they started with six former FC players in their team. And by the end of it, they looked a rather sorry sight. Uh, there's a couple of things we have to raise here about this game. Uh, firstly, uh, Paul, just to clear something up, because uh, I think there was a question mark about this. Jan Palinka scored in this game. This was his second goal. He definitely scored against Liversidge uh, as well. Um, but Jan Palinka did go the whole season without a yellow card. Yeah, it's remarkable for somebody who played mainly centre-back to not pick any yellow cards up through a whole season. Now, I'm not saying he played every game by any means, but he played the majority of the games. And you get some outfield players sometimes who don't get yellow cards, but for somebody playing in his position, making tackles and challenges, it just shows you how good he is. There's no denying the fact that he can win the ball, he can pass the ball, he can run with it. The the sky's the limit if he gets his fitness for a full season. Uh, Hopefully next season he'll play more games and make make a place for himself because... He was, he's been in competition this season with Halls and Jones, but next season, I think that place is, is, is there for him and it's up for grabs. And uh, we mentioned Jones there. Uh, Curtis Jones, in the end, won uh, Players' Player of the Season. Ball chipped over there. Lavercombe's got a oh! oh, he drops it. Great recovery from Jones. A remarkable uh, block that he did against Warrington Town out of nowhere. And the other player we have to mention as well for centre-back is, is Dodd who has been a revelation at left centre-back, I think, as well. I mean, South Shields away, uh, a classic example. Um, and James, just to mention for Dan Lavercombe as well, and awards, this Ashton United game we were just talking about, that was his 100th appearance wearing the green jersey for FC United. Um, obviously, departing the club after uh, the Phoenix Trophy finals. He does go, though, with the Russell Delaney supporters player of the season, as well as back-to-back radio awards. That's never happened before. No one's ever won it twice, and certainly no one's ever won it back-to-back. And, you know, Dan Lavercombe, blimey, what a season. Yeah, I mean, he makes saves that uh, would work at any level. And um, there's a time when the Stanway came in and did very well as well. But Lavercombe, once he was back in, obviously he'll make the odd mistake, um, all keepers do. But I, I don't know if I've seen a better shot stopper at FC, and there's been some fine goalkeepers at FC, but um, in terms of one-on-ones and last-ditch saves and double saves and reactions, um, it really is a top-quality keeper. And uh, Neil Reynolds would often describe him as the best keeper in the division, and I don't think you could argue with that. FC have got to believe here, but here's Dyke Steele. Dyke Steele with a chance to make it two. Rebound! What a double save from Lavacombe. Keeping FC in the game. Best wishes to Dan and a big good luck to Lavercombe in his in his next move. Uh, but obviously back to the playoff push. Paul, the playoffs were still on at this point, and even 45 minutes into the next game, it was still on after Ashton United. The home game against Stafford Rangers, but then injuries came back and we end up losing the game. 
And a few heads bowed by FC. Fruitless and uh, toothless performance really from FC. No luck with injuries and so on over the last uh, few games. FC with a real rally towards the end of the season. Good run of form, but until today when uh, just couldn't put it together really, no danger. Brilliant. In the end, a very, very inexperienced 11 on the field. Only Curtis Jones, who you consider to be very experienced, Lavercombe maybe, but young players, there's no pattern to the game. And Stafford Rangers, credit to them, they did what they came to do. The Ashton game, unfortunately, we lost Wallerton and Griffiths to injury, and that was season-ending injuries. And when we played Stafford, I think that it bits quite strongly that we were missing key players and Stafford are very well organised. They know how to beat us. They've shown this more than once. And we never really got going on the day. We never threatened enough. We didn't work Cameron Belford certainly enough. I think we only had he only had one save to make in the whole 90 minutes. And uh, it was another frustrating afternoon, I'm afraid, in the end of our playoff hopes. Donahue going off at half-time, massive blow. But this, this is... This has been the story of the season. Even up to this late point of the season, the playoffs were still the possibility. We'd come back into it and injuries got in the way again. And there has to be something we could do about that. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think I'm right in saying that Charlie Ennis has got the most appearances of anybody this season. Yep. And that, to me, shows that because I think we're the best one in the world. I think probably even he was probably thinking this season... I'm going to be an impact sub. I'm going to be used sparingly. I'm, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's had to play more, but when you have that and coupled with injuries that we had of key players at times that we had them, for example, like you say, we we lost Donahue two or three times over the season. Even know. even at this stage of the season, we'd lost Dennis as well. The thing the thing is with the Stafford game is that. Because those young, the thing is, the theme of the previous games, those young players have been really settling down and doing well. In that game, Potts was unavailable, Vincent's gone, Ennis is injured, Griffiths is now injured, and you've got a half fit Donahue playing 45 minutes. Yeah. That that absence of, of that experience and that nous and the spine of the team was 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 just too much, really. And it, and, did, and the t- uh, James, what did we end the what did we end the game with with Hartley and Baru both attacking forwards essentially playing central midfield because that's all that's we right. had. But it was yeah, it was it was it was just a bridge too far in terms of of injuries and availability that that game and you know FC were just there's no real pattern to FC's play, no cohesion and um, you know they nicked it. Baru with the corner from the left hand side. That's a far post. Donahue in with the header. He scores. It's a lovely cross. And uh, that was skulls like from Donahue. Ghosting in. Did end the season well, though. Uh, Gainsborough Trinity away. I mean, Gainsborough were admittedly gliding towards the, the playoffs. Um, whether that came to hurt them or not in the semi final, we, we don't know. But uh, they certainly weren't 100% at it uh, when we played them. That said, um, Donahue scored. Kane scored, so uh, we shouldn't necessarily be surprised. And and Woodso, we finished the season in eighth. In the end, we're five points from the playoffs. Just to say, there was a uh, a hope at the Stafford game. We could we could with a win, we're we're back into this. If Hyde and Radcliffe drop points, 
it wouldn't have mattered in the end because it was actually Matlock who got themselves into that final uh, playoff spot. A, a remarkable feat considering they had three managers this year and, and were, were below FC United at times. Um, but we know, I think, where the improvements need to be made. You don't pick up four points against the team who finished second, six points against the team who finished top spot, score five past Bamber Bridge, you ended up finished third. You don't beat Gainsborough, finish fourth away from home by being a bad side. No, we, we lost games that we shouldn't have lost. We started the season on a bad foot. We lose at home, so it's been called the first day of the season. And it sort of set a little bit of a tone that sort of crept throughout the season that we were dropping points in matches that we really should have been picking points up in, you know, calls we lost twice to. We had home draws against Nantwich and Staleybridge. We got beat by exactly. Liversidge at home. And those three were, were, got relegated. I mean, I can't remember getting the top of my head. No, I sat down the other way just before the end of the season and I worked out 21 points that before the season, when you look at the fixtures, I think they were 21 points that we, you know, you've got seven games that we, that we lost over the season. We probably should win. Like you say, calls at home. Calls away, you know, it's never easy, but we should be winning. It's the frustrating thing. But the point that I, I made earlier earlier in, in, in this part of the show about us, what where we need to improve, I think, more than anything else, is getting players or a style of play or whatever it is. And I, you know, I'm not criticising I'm just saying it as, it as it is in my eyes. In those games where we go a goal down, you're Stafford Rangers, you're Allerton Collieries, where you're playing against solid teams who are tough to break down. We have to get better at breaking those sides down. And James, is it is it a psychological thing, or is it what we've actually discussed here, where Neil's had three different teams basically throughout the season, and even towards the end, the same problems reoccur of player availability. Well, I think it's there were there were games where FC had a decent side out and just look, you know, from one game to the next, look like different players, and it is. If you look at FC's record against the stronger teams in the league, it's very good. And points were dropped, you know, sometimes at home. And the way record, of course, at FC seemed to be better than the home record. So some of the players dealing with playing in front of crowds of, you know, 2,000 or whatever, and the atmosphere dealing with that seems to be an issue if the away record is better. And also just um, is the mindset absolutely 100% there for every single game in the way that it it seems to be for some of the big games. But Paul, Phoenix Trophy aside, and obviously we'll cover that competition off in, in later weeks uh, when, when the semi-finals and finals happen in June. Uh, but we've had some brilliant, brilliant games uh, going back to you know the like I said earlier about the South Shields game both home and away um, the Morpeth game at home was pretty special the four all uh, against Hyde the Whitby two all the superb performance against Ashton United and, and Bamber Bridge we have had our moments the, there's certainly been some highs during the season there's been some lows as well I think the abiding memory though is the run-in and the way the young players gelled together. And that gave us a lot of hope for the future. If we can keep some of those young players and develop them even more, that seems to be the future. It's not going out signing lots of older players. I think it's the young legs. I think we've kind of, we've got the older players. We've got the experience. Yeah. It's about having the flair players around that consistently through the season. I mean, Gabidon is, and Kane, uh, are such great talents. I mean, I'd like to see Baru if if possible. I mean, what 
what a goal that was against uh, Liversidge. That brilliant back heel uh, to, to find Gabidon. A goal like that, that's where you go, well, this... This is exciting, isn't it? Griffiths plays it out right flank. Chance for one last uh, throw of the dice here. Wallerton. Well, inside now. Van Wyk. Van Wyk flicks it through there. Barun Rodney ball. Left footed shot. Oh, magnificent. Bond on Ty Gabbard. Magnificent football from FC. It really was. Pass from Van Wyk. Lovely slip. Ball there. From Baru the Loney. And a beautifully taken with his left foot. Don Ty on. Well, there we go. That's it. The the season 2022-2023. Done. Um, big thank you to Woodzo for, for joining us, thank not just for this review, but also uh, for, throughout this season on FC Live. Uh, Woodzo on the wireless, joining us again for pre-season when we'll do it all over again. Hey, pre-season commentaries about... <laughs> That's right. Uh, we'll be we'll be there in Lancashire somewhere uh, in the summer. <laughs> uh, Sato Paul, a big thank you for joining us. We should say we will be doing a women's team end of season review as well in the coming weeks uh, with Paul. So look out for that one. Uh, but Paul, big thank you for joining us on this review. Yeah, cheers. Been a good season. And uh, James, a big thank you uh, for for this season. Some legendary commentaries which will go down. They'll be part of the museum exhibit in 50 years when that gets built. So Thank so you, well, Ben. So well played, James, and thanks for joining us on this show. Thank you. And uh, to you, dear listener, a big thank you for joining us for this end-of-season review. Uh, we'll be back next week, but big thank you for joining us for FC Live during the 2022-23 season. We hope you've enjoyed the coverage, and uh, as I mentioned earlier with Woodso, we'll be back in July with yet more pre-season fun and games. We'll see you all very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.